Hello, Believers. This is Dr. Shantae, and welcome to this episode of Branding for Believers. I am super excited about our guest today. And I know I say that every episode that I'm super excited, but this is someone that I have watched grow and just the sky is the limit for what she's doing with her brand and her passion. And that is none other than Jocelyn Delk Adams. Jocelyn is the founder of Grandbaby Cakes, which is a food blog, a delicious one at that, um, that's inspired by her grandmother and it's devoted to classic desserts and savory recipes. So what I love about Jocelyn is her old school meets new school approach to baking and cooking. What is troubling about Jocelyn is that her recipes are super delicious and they do nothing for my hips, um, but bad things. So, (laughs) um, but she's also a brand ambassador, writer and recipe developer for brands like Pillsbury, Better Homes and Gardens, KitchenAid, Omaha Steaks, Bailey's, Dixie Crystal Sugar. I mean, you name it, she is doing it and doing it quite well. So welcome, Jocelyn. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited. And you have some exciting news. So let's not save that to the end. Let's jump right to that. What is your exciting (laughs) news that I want you to share with everybody? Sure, sure. So um, my first cookbook um, titled Grand Baby Cakes uh, will be out this fall, uh, September 15th. It's actually available for pre-order now. So you can hop on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, any website, and you can purchase it now. And um, I'm really super excited about it. It's really, I haven't been in the blogging game that long, but it's always been a dream of mine to write a book. And so it kind of happened quickly, but I put my heart and soul into it. And I'm really excited to see how um, people accept it and, and take it into their lives and create new memories with it. That's fantastic. I have placed my pre-order and I am anxious to get my copy. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I've introduced you a little bit and you've told us about your most recent project. I want to take our believers uh, down a different road. So where we start our interviews is with your commitment to belief, because there's a lot of people that have a passion for baking or photography or fashion, and not everybody has the courage to to follow it. And I think that all of the the success starts in one place, and that's with a commitment to believing bigger. So I want you to take our listeners to a time during your success journey when you had to make a difficult decision to pursue this or to kind of stay with your day job and, and keep it moving. I want to hear a time where you had to exercise some some faith and trust your gut and take a risk. Definitely. Um, So I started my blog uh, almost three years ago. It's about two and a half years. It'll be three years this fall. Mm -hmm. And when I first started it, it was really an outlet, a creative outlet, because although I worked in a creative field, I always felt like there was something missing from my day to day job. Like I wasn't totally fulfilled or completely happy or just feeling as though I was using all of my gifts. Mm -hmm. There was always something missing. And um, once I really started Grand Baby Cakes and started to create this community of people um, by bringing them together around food and taking the traditions that most of us grew up with but no longer see in day-to-day modern society and reinventing those so we could say, okay, it's actually okay to, you know, have these family recipes that are passed down and kind of modernize them and make them fun and hit for new generations. And it's 
okay to be in the kitchen and bake a cake. Um, I started to see that people were excited about that concept and I was more excited about what I was doing and I felt like I was finding my true love and passion and, and what I was supposed to be doing in this world. But at the time when I first started, I wasn't making any money. People think that you can just kind of get into blogging and start to make a ton of money, but that's not And cash will rain down from the heavens, yeah. right? Not at all. Like it does not rain down at all. It doesn't even sprinkle. Okay. So. <laughs> It's, it's like you, you do it out of pure love for the art of it. Um, and you just do it because you, you love people and you love connecting with them and you love sharing, which is what I wanted to do. And once my, my brand started to grow and I actually saw um, a possibility to make it a full-time job, it wasn't you know, a quick leap over to saying, okay, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Uh, I was still very afraid of, of actually saying, okay, this is all on me. And whether this fails or it succeeds at the end of the day, I'm the person, you know, who will be to blame or who will be the person who reaps the benefits. And that's a lot of pressure. It really is. And, um, at the time when I was really starting to catapult and I was working my full-time job and I couldn't really juggle the two any longer, Mm -hmm. my boss actually approached me (laughs) and said, "Um, you know, I'm starting to wonder how much longer you're going to be here. Mm. And I was kind of like, uh-huh. Like, I wasn't ready for this conversation. And it really, to me, was kind of like a sign because I, I wasn't able to do both as well as I wanted to. And the only thing I was thinking about at night and during the day while I was at work was grandbaby cakes. Um, it really was everything that I wanted to do. And so I decided after this this very real conversation with my boss who said, you know, take a couple days, take a a couple weeks and think about it I literally came in the next day and put in my two weeks resignation wow and yeah and it wasn't because I felt completely ready financially um I was doing better financially and I was it it was what I probably would say would be a part-time position as far as the money I was making Mm -hmm. but I was ready to take it to another level and I had just gotten a book deal and I figured if there was any time to really take, you know, make a move and see if I could do this and, and put everything into it, this was the time. Wow. So you've been doing this full time for <laughs> like just about a year. Yes. I want to pull several things out of your story. Um, One of the things is just this very real fear that people have. I mean, people have bills and, you know, family obligations. And even though people are not obsessed with money, money does have a certain energy that can keep you in a situation that may not serve you, but has a practical function in terms of of paying bills. So that's a very real Mm -hmm. fear that people have and one that you can relate to. Another thing that I want to pull out of your story is that I think a lot of listeners hear themselves in your story in that they're going to work and they are not fully present. Like they're there, they're going through Mm -hmm. the motions, but in terms of where their real energy is, the investment of their free time, their thoughts are, are being consumed by something that's not that nine to five job. And so the fact that that was recognized by your boss and him coming to you saying, take a minute and 
make a decision about where you really want to be, I think is, is very telling. Oh, yeah. And for me, you know, I, I like to tell people if I can do it, you can do it because I wasn't a, in a position to just quit my job financially. Um, you know, my husband, we're equal partners financially in the home. And so my secure income was very important to our livelihood. You know, I was bringing in a lot of the, the money. I was paying the mortgage and and, you know, lots of our bills. And so to make that decision, which he was very supportive of, it took a lot of changing of our lifestyle to do that. And in terms of being present at work, you know, I think I I know so many people, so many people, friends of mine who are going into work every day and thinking about something the entire time while they're just going through the motions at work. And I feel like um, having been there, I remember how lackluster life was and how empty I kind of felt. Mm -hmm. And not that I was unhappy, but there was something missing. And we think because we're comfortable or we think because we're not unhappy or that we're doing okay, that, you know, life is okay or we're fine. But it could always be better if we were pursuing something that we truly, truly were passionate about. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's believing bigger than your complacency. It's believing bigger than okay. It's believing that you can do something phenomenal in the world. And thank you for sharing that that piece about your husband, because a lot of people also find themselves in that situation where they have a spouse or a partner. And, you know, when you are bringing in a good chunk of change, you know, and supporting Mm -hmm. the household, you said something very key. We had to change our lifestyle. And that's a question that I often ask listeners, um, clients, what are you willing to give in exchange for what you want? Because there's no such thing as something for nothing. Everything that's worth having is going to require some level of sacrifice. And it's just a matter of what are you personally willing to sacrifice to get what you want? And that often is the difference between those who thrive and are successful and those who kind of are moving, but not at the rate that they want to move is because the level of sacrifice isn't there. Absolutely. And I know for me, I I kind of had to come to terms with being financially comfortable versus, you know, taking my last dime and putting it on my business versus, you know, a new dress or new shoes or even basic necessities kind of like you Starbucks. Know. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like there, there was no more of that. And there were several times when friends were like, you want to go out? And I'm like, I can't go out. Times are different, you know, so. Some of the cable channels aren't going to come through this month. You know, mm-hmm. those types of things you you take for granted when you're working full time and the check is continuing to come in. But when you're supporting yourself, you, you've got to you've got to definitely make some lifestyle changes. But at the end, I was way happier than when I was working full time. No, completely understand. And for those of you listening, I don't trust me. This is not a call to quit your job because I I still work full time. It's just fortunately, the life of a college professor has a very non-traditional calendar. It has a very non-traditional schedule and it has a ton of flexibility that allows me to do this. And many people have successfully built their businesses on a parallel track with what they're doing in their career. I will just say this, that when you do make an exit, make sure that it's a strategic exit, make sure that it's one that you've planned out and not one that is just abrupt because, you know, even though Jocelyn went in the next day after the conversation <laughs> with her boss, she had yeah, been don't it over for a long example, time. Right? You know, 
Right. You know, you, you have been mulling it over for a long time. I think that really in your heart of hearts, you knew that that day was coming. You just didn't know how it was coming. But I think that that subconsciously you were probably already making peace with that decision. Oh, yeah. And it was funny because I think um, I was constantly mulling it over for, you know, months. And then when it was starting to kind of come to the point where I was like, should I do this? Should I do this? And I was constantly asking myself that question. That's really when my boss approached me about and I was like, clearly it's time. So, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. So let's fast forward a little bit. So you left your job, dun, dun, yeah. dun, and yes. you move forward and there are no guarantees. You know, when you walk away from something as cushy as direct deposit, there are there are no guarantees. Let's go to the moment when you realized that your gamble had paid off, when you got the confirmation that, yes, this was the right thing to do. What What did that moment look like for you? Okay, so first, I want to say that I didn't know that that moment was going to come. Mm. Because when I left my job, um, I I am a very positive person. And I'm always like, oh, this is going to work out. I'm really excited. I've got this much saved, got this amount of time worked out financially. And I just need to work on setting up some new deals and partnerships. And I had that whole idea and strategy in my mind. And literally, I think a week before my last day at work, um, the book deal that I had began to fall through. Oh, wow. So I put in my papers. Yeah, this is like when it's kind of like for real. Like you have the moment (laughs) of like, uh, this isn't working out exactly how I thought. So I'm thinking, okay, my advance is going to hold me over all of this. Started falling through. Another deal started falling through that I was working on with a brand. And I was really faced with day one of me actually being off of work. I left work. I'm at home being like really depressed about this decision Mm. at first. I think people think as soon as you leave or as soon as you make that decision that it's going to be like, oh, you're going to get some type of confirmation. Mm -hmm. And I did not. I actually had the opposite happen where things really started falling apart. I had issues personally where I lost my best friend. And and there were just all of these things happening to where I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done any of this. Maybe Mm -hmm. this was all wrong. Mm -hmm. But it also forced me to work harder than I ever had ever. So me thinking that going into this, things would kind of be smooth sailing. I think mentally I was coasting a little bit Mm. and things kind of falling through the cracks. Like, I mean, tons of things being completely broke, running out of money um, that I had saved forced me to hustle in a way that I probably wouldn't have had things worked out. Wow. And it really made me probably the hardest worker I've ever been. I've never worked so hard as I did last year. Um, Things started to turn around. I got a new book deal. um, And I think it ended up being the book deal I was supposed to have. It was the book I was supposed to write. It was the publisher I was supposed to be with. Things just turn around and, and you get rerouted and you don't see it at the time as being something, you know, that's good for you, but it ended up being the best thing in the world for me. And then 
I also started to create new brand relationships. And I would say by the end of the year, that means at that point, I'd finished writing my manuscript, had turned it in, and I had been given an opportunity to have a feature in Better Homes and Gardens. And that came out in um, in November. It was the December issue, and it was a big um, push for my site. And, you know, things really started lining up for me. But I don't think any of those rewards would have come if I didn't have to kind of go through that valley a little bit. No, and and thank you for for sharing that. I think that a lot of of entrepreneurs kind of romanticize that last day when they walk off the job. You know, like <laughs> all of a sudden the streets will be paid with gold, and oh yeah, they'll wake up in the morning, you know, with this renewed energy and just be so energized. But the the fact of the matter is, is that the the path isn't always that smooth. In fact, more times than not, it's not that smooth, and you said something that's very key is that hard work is the cure for doubt, (laughs) you know, because sitting at home throwing the pity party, that doesn't do it. You know, it's like, okay, it just got real. Let me put my nose to the grindstone and just do everything that I can possibly imagine to do to make this happen. And I think that that that's what's necessary. I think that sometimes we just underestimate the amount of work that's required in order to make Mm -hmm. something truly manifest on a grand scale. What's interesting, I could just imagine you being there writing these blogs and sitting off these recipes and this smile on your face and folks are like, oh, I'm sure (laughs) things are great for her. And like, oh, look at Jocelyn. Yeah, grandbaby cakes. And like, personally, you're like, oh, this is hell. You know, you just don't know. Absolutely. And my husband, he was so supportive because, like I said, I'm a really positive person, you know, glass, not even half full. It's full all the way. Mm -hmm. And like he even had to be like, you know what? He's just, you know, one of the realest people I know. And he would just say, you know, no one told you it was going to be easy. That's all he would say. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, you know what? You're you're right. And I never quit. The one thing in the back of my mind was, you know, you can always get another job. Mm-hmm. You can always get another job. But but try as hard as you can now. Try as hard as you can now. And and just see, just go this route for as long as you can. And I said that to, like to myself every single day, like it, I can always get another job. Just do the very best I can right now while I have this opportunity. And that that's a key point. Um, so for those of you listening, Jocelyn is dropping some nuggets right now. And <laughs> I, I, I want to pull this one out is that it really is the notion of sowing and reaping. You reap what you sow. A lot of times we want to get out something that we haven't put in. What Jocelyn has put in is the fruit of seeding and watering and nurturing and, and, and giving. You have to do some work in order to reap the fruits of your labor. It just doesn't, the rewards don't sprinkle, as Jocelyn said. They don't rain down <laughs> from heaven. They have they come as a result of, of hard work. And yeah, there are no guarantees. But at the same time, Jocelyn did the only thing that she could do, which was keep going. So I want to move us to something a little bit broader during those times. And I appreciate you sharing and just being so transparent about the things that you were going through. Where do you find the faith to keep going when it looks like 
oh, did I really do the right thing? Definitely um, God and my family and really trusting the timing of my life. For instance, I think that every single time where I was like, okay, I don't know (laughs) if I can be this broke anymore. Like Mm -hmm. anytime I like really got to that point or I felt like I really just was going to be like, okay, let me just put in some applications. Mm -hmm. Something would happen. Something would happen that would basically reinforce to me that I was on the right path. So whether it was, you know, I would be like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to get on the computer and I'm going to just start getting on LinkedIn and start making some connections to get another job. I would get an email from a brand about working together as an ambassador, Mm. you know, something like that, that would tell me, okay, maybe it's not time to throw in the towel yet. And I've always understood that because I, I know how I am and I realize how impatient I can be Mm -hmm. that that doesn't mean just because things aren't on my timing that the right timing isn't taking place Mm. or that I'm not getting the things that I need or I'm not being set up for the things that I need to grow and what I'm doing just because I don't see them in my face or just because I don't see the final plan. I'm very clear about understanding and trusting the timing of my life. And the only way you can do that is to continue to look back on your journey and to see how things have always worked out. Trusting my journey, just trusting the spiritual voice that I hear and trusting my family that is always encouraging me and being around people who want similar things. I'm not talking to someone who doesn't have any ambition about the problems that I'm having, Mm -hmm. you know, or Mm -hmm. that couldn't relate at all. I, I, you know, you, what can you tell me? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm talking to people who I think can relate or at least may have been down that road or is going after something similar and we're able to encourage each other. Like those types of things are very, very important to continue on a very tough path. You know what? What you just said, especially about the timing, that really is the death knell for a lot of of entrepreneurs. When we look at people who are super successful And sometimes, you know, we have that moment where we look around and it seems like, you know, another million dollar startup just got (laughs) got acquired. And you're like, what am I not doing? Like, who do they know? But the thing is, is that that's the part that we saw. That's the part that goes public. The part that we don't see is everything that led up to that point. And the timing is key. And sometimes when we think that nothing is happening, things are happening on our behalf that we that just have not manifest themselves yet and so mm-hmm. it's it's just really a, a testament to to your perseverance so right now this is where you issue a call to believe to our listeners because there are people who are struggling in their journey I, as I said I believe that when people hear you they hear themselves they they have been exactly where you are and they are still struggling in their journey so what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs who are kind of stuck between that rock and a hard place trying to determine whether or not this is even still worth pursuing 
I think that listening to your gut is very important. Not listening to your emotions, Mm. but listening to your gut or even not listening to the rational side of me because the rational side of me was telling me direct deposit to go out. Yeah. Get a job, you know, get some benefits, you know, get, what are you doing? You're, you're no spring chicken. Why are you doing this? Mm. And, um, for me, the best thing, and I think other people can do the best thing that they can do is not look to others and, and their stories. Like, I think it's always, we hear these like beautiful success stories, like you said about, you know, oh, someone just got millions of dollars, whatever. And we, we compare ourselves to them immediately. And we say, why aren't we there? What am I doing wrong? And that's not the way you grow. What we should do instead and what I've always tried to practice on, it's hard, but what I always try to focus on is is my personal growth and where I've been. So I'm not, you know, looking to say, oh, well, you know, Tyler Perry slept in a car, so he blew up. So I need to have that same experience to get to my place of success or whatever it may be, or the Oprah story. But for me, my journey is quite, quite different. And looking back, like if I'm going through a very difficult time, I'm able to say, okay, well, Jocelyn, remember when you quit your job and, you know, the book deal fell through and all of these negative things happened. And then now look at where you are. Mm. And knowing that when I thought things were hopeless and I thought I should give up when I didn't look at where I am now. So you don't have to draw inspiration from other people. You can really draw inspiration from your own life and your own experiences. It doesn't have to be something abstract, something outside of yourself that you need to relate to. You know, we can take our own circumstances that we take for granted a lot of the times and see miraculous things that have happened. I want to to really hone in on this point is that Jocelyn, what she has gone through is going to benefit so many of you that are listening, because I know that you're there. I know that you're struggling with doubt. I know that you have said what Jocelyn said. I don't know that I can be this broke one more day. And the thing is, if Jocelyn hadn't gone through that, she wouldn't be here to tell her story. Sometimes when we're going through, we're like, why me? What is the purpose? I'm the victim. But actually, I I believe that Jocelyn is blessing a lot of you right now. She's definitely, you know, encouraging me because the road to success is not a straight line. There are a bunch of peaks and valleys. But when you get there, it will be at the right time. And everything that you've learned along the journey is going to be for a purpose bigger than yourself. Absolutely. Let's go to belief in action. And this is where I like to give listeners something to hold on to, you know, just some tangible takeaways. I am a voracious reader, especially with the advent of audiobooks and being able to listen to them in my car now. So I am a, a big believer. If you don't read, you can't lead. So is there a book that you would recommend for people that need to be inspired in their journey? Right. Well, I I read a ton of books, um, read a ton. And I read a lot of business books. Um, so for me right now, I like because a lot of my position or what I do is 
steeped in connection with people. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that like, you know, I've read a ton of business books and all of those are great. But one I'm recently reading that I'm just absolutely in love with right now that is great for kind of marrying how you need to connect with people with the business side Mm -hmm. is um, a book called Marketing a Love Story. Oh, okay friend my friend Patrice recommended it to me and um, I've been reading it and it's been so amazing for connecting and understanding the process of, of why people buy into what you do and why it's important for them to connect with you on a personal level or understand you before you can even give them what you need to give them great listeners that will be in the show notes so all you have to do is just head to brandingforbelievers.com and click on the show notes and that resource will be there So beyond books, um, when you're running a business for yourself, technology can make things a little bit easier. So is there a tech tool or app like Dropbox that makes life a little bit easier for you and your business? Oh, yeah, I definitely have Dropbox. I use Boomerang for my email. (laughs) And that's a great app that basically sends your emails back to you um, to follow up on things or um, if someone hasn't responded in a certain amount of time. It's a really good way to keep track of things that um, you may need to put back on your to do list. I also I also love FreshBooks. I use it on my phone as well. It's great for, you know, keeping track of accounting because I'm an entrepreneur but I'm also technically a freelancer because I work for so many different brands and have to keep track of of so many different contracts and and payments and invoicing. That's a really good tool too to use. Okay, fantastic. So we know that the next big thing on the horizon for you is the book that's going to be launching this fall. So where can people go to pre-order the book, find out more about you, fall in love with your brand and your recipes? Where can they go to support you? Oh, great. So um, my website is um, grandbabycakes.com or even grandbaby-cakes.com. My book is uh, titled Grand Baby Cakes, and it's on sale now on, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, IndieBound, Books A Million. You can definitely find it all over the web right now, and you'll be able to also find it you know, in stores uh, starting September 15th. But I encourage you to get the pre-order on, get your copy now. Now, thing I love about pre-orders is a lot of times when I place my order, I get the book earlier once it gets in stock. So um, you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for them to hit shelves. You can get your copy now. And um, I'm also on all social media. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, um, Instagram. I love Instagram. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely around for people to keep up with me and check me out. And I'd love to connect with you and see what you're doing too. I, I feel like you can always learn from anyone. Oh, agreed. Definitely agreed. So please go and support Jocelyn. Um, Thank you so much for pouring into us. And I cannot wait for the next big thing that's happening in your life. I believe that this is only the beginning. And it's not just the book. It's the story behind the book everything that you sacrificed and poured into it to make it what it already is and just so much more to come. So listeners, thank you guys for listening. You can follow Jocelyn on all of her social media channels and you can head to Branding for Believers for all of the show notes, including where to find her book, where to get the tech tools, as well as the good reads that she's recommended for your business. Thank you for listening and I'll see you guys next time. 